Hello, everyone. Welcome to Port Misery, a GH podcast. It's Tara. Hope everyone's having a great day, great week. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be more of a breakdown. I want to like break down a specific storyline in this one. Um, Today, we're going to look at the Chase versus Milo storyline because that kind of, it came to a, a, you know, a sputtering end. I think there's some more stuff happening today, but I mean, like, yesterday, I I tried to make it as exciting as possible in my, (laughs) in my gifting of the episode, but I mean, I think we've seen some more epic takedowns, and I think some people anticipate to see a more epic takedown, or at least, like, you know, letting people know what a soap takedown is, um, later on when we get the Nina, Carly, Sunny confrontation that's bound to blow up, um, but yeah, I wanted to do that today, um, I know I have some new listeners, some new followers, super excited, thank you, thank you for supporting me, um, so yeah, on this podcast and on my Twitter page, you know, I'm always just joking. I, I take, I do not take this show very seriously. Um, I have my faves. I think everyone does, but like nobody is sacred. Um, if there's ever a point where you feel like your fave is getting hit more than others, um, there's usually two reasons. One, they're on the most at the mo- at that time, so, like, they're just, you know, I have a lot of material for them. And two, it's most likely a writing problem. Um, this is something that I'm gonna get into with this current storyline I'm breaking down, because, I mean, I think... Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so Chase versus Mello. So, like, I want to look at three specific things, like, how we got here. So, it's, like, a quick overview of the storyline, because I know some of you, like, fast-forward through things. So, like, you know, let me break it down for you. Um, why it's ridiculous, to be honest, for both sides, for both sides, and how it could have potentially been better without having to change the story that they were constructing and wanting to tell. Like, sometimes when we do rewrites, we're like, I would have changed everything from the ground up. I would have, like, started at the freaking studs and moved out. And so I think that, like, you know, sometimes we have to be more realistic. And this is a storyline that didn't need to go this way. Or, and this is always my opinion, you know, may, some people have other opinions, you know, but like, this didn't really need to go this way. And if you wanted to have characters be shady, you should have had them own that shadiness. Um, and that's kind of a reoccurring problem, but I can't go through every storyline. It's going to take too long. So we're going to do Chase versus Milo. So how did we get here? Like, how do we get to yesterday's episode? Which, if you haven't seen it yet, um, Willow confesses. Chase already knows. And they have, like, a baby, baby blowout. It's not even big. It's, like, it's, if you want to see a good one. And this is not me taking any sides because, you know, I know the, um, the Elizabeth stands. They're just, like, Lucky can sit on it and spin for all I care. But it just, like, the scene itself is acted out so beautifully like everybody is it has the right energy you know everyone's contrite like it's lucky reading elizabeth and nicholas when he found out about their affair and like let's just i'm gonna give you a quick overview of what happened there so you can see the difference because i really do feel like 
they were trying to mirror that storyline with Chase versus Milo. But if you haven't seen the Lucky Elizabeth Nicholas triangle, what happened was, and this is just in like industry terms, Jonathan Jackson resumed the role of Lucky Spencer. It was a big moment. I mean, like when people come back to roles that made them famous in soaps, like it's a big deal. I mean, people come back who haven't watched the show in years. They're like, well, Jonathan Jackson's coming back. I got to watch. And so when Jonathan Jackson came back, Elizabeth and Lucky were not together because 2007, 2007, ooh, that year was a crazy year. 2007, Greg Vaughn was playing Lucky. Um, 2006, 2007, when the J. Sam liaison, you know, thing went down and when Sam was dating Lucky, like, Elizabeth and Lucky got a divorce after that, you know, I mean, of course, it was so messy, but they broke up, they were not together, Lucky was dating Sam, um, Jason and Elizabeth were doing something, I mean, like, they were, like, secretly dating, it was, you know, I would follow liaison stands, and they will give you a better version of that storyline than I can. That's my best thing. Um, but, like, they weren't together. Lucky and Liz were not together, and they were, like, miles apart. But when Jonathan Jackson came back, I think, like, everybody assumed, like, well, we're putting L&L back together because that's OG. Like, that's from the 90s. And it was great. I was an L&L fan back in the day. And so they put them together. But when Jonathan Jackson came back as lucky they had already put elizabeth in this like weird flirtation with nicholas i mean i'm not saying weird because like nicholas and elizabeth have history they they were together and so like they had started this flirtation and then you have lucky all of a sudden at playing being played by jonathan jackson who's now like hey girl i'm in love with you too we're raising these boys together let's get back together and in elizabeth's mind this is everything she's wanted you know because she has taken stock like if you go through the those the few like 2000 the early 2000s with elizabeth you know when you get to like i think it was 2009 2000 yeah it has to be 2009 because jocelyn was born in 2009 no it's 2010 2010 when you get to 2010 Elizabeth is really taking stock of her life and she's like, girl, what am I doing? What are you doing, girl? You have fumbled the bag several times. And so when Lucky wants to get back with her, like that's everything she's ever wanted. And that's her chance to have a stable family. It's his chance to have a stable family. But then here's Nicholas and like he's here being like a dark prince. He lives in a castle like, you know, it's a soap opera, honey. And soap opera characters are going to soap. And so she sleeps with she starts sleeping with Nicholas. She starts sleeping with Nicholas and like they are always on the precipice of getting caught and they both know what they're doing is wrong and they're constantly like this is the last time this is the last time this was like a goodbye one we're not going to do it again and then all of a sudden you know lucky starts catching on he's like what the hell and nicholas gives like the basic the most base level information he's just like i'm in love with elizabeth i can't help it like you know me and her you know when jacob young was playing you he wasn't that great and me and elizabeth got close some other actor was playing me but you know we got close and those feelings have resurfaced and so lucky was like leave town which 
<laughs> I love that that's their relationship, Lucky and I miss Lucky and Nicholas's relationship because it was so weird where they could just order each other around like that. And like Lucky was like, "You gotta leave town because you're rich. So go live on your friggin' island and let me have my family." And Nicholas is like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave." Um, this was and this is obviously like I said, this is like a lot of history going on because you have. Jonathan Jackson playing Lucky. You have Becky playing Liz. Obviously, she's always played Liz. And you have Tyler Christopher playing Nicholas. So it's the original freaking trio. So you're just like, oh my God, what is this? What is happening? And so Nicholas is about to leave. And Elizabeth's like, this is for the best. And he's just like, I still love you, girl. And she's just like, I still love you. And they have sex on the couch. They have sex on the couch in Windermere. And Lucky walks in. Lucky walks in. It was so soapy, y'all. It was so soapy he walks in he goes straight to luke he's like pour me a drink my guy luke is like my guy you're in recovery that you ain't about that life you're my son because you know luke is always like lucky is the good version of him and so like he's trying to talk him out of it lucky's like my guy pour me a drink and lucky just gets trashed and then goes to elizabeth goes to elizabeth's house Nicholas is there and he pulls both their books off the shelf and proceeds to read them cover to cover. Read them cover to cover like they've never been read before. Whoo! He brought up everything. Now, like I said, he did his own things. Like he that was selective revisionist history in this read, but it was it's top 10 one of my one of the best gh reads in my opinion um top 10 like he jonathan jackson won emmy for that read and it officially is why people are like a lucky and elizabeth can never be together that was the nail in the coffin of lnl but at least it was a glorious nail like it was a glorious nail in the coffin like if you had to see that couple die that's how you wanted them to die because it was glorious soap soapy goodness and it was freaking legendary okay yeah let's go to Milo now let's go to present day chase and Milo. if you haven't been following the chase and Milo storyline Milo, let's just break everyone up really quick you have chase and willow and you have michael and sasha sasha has been freed to I wouldn't say a more interesting storyline, but a potentially better storyline. I think there's potential for Sasha, where Chase and Milo seem to be trapped in the void of their own storyline that Sasha has escaped. But Michael was with Sasha, Chase was with Willow, Nell. Nell happens, and for some reason they find the one judge who thinks that this insane woman should actually have custody of an infant or, you know, a toddler. And so Chase concocts this crazy idea to fake an affair with Sasha so Michael can marry Willow because apparently it looks bare it looks better to marry a former cult member than a woman who conned Nina Reeves after she stole Avery out of a Ava's vagina like honestly there were so many different degrees of you know wretchedness in this situation I think Sasha would have been fine but whatever that's what they did and they kept it up for months even after Nell was presumed dead because Sasha was busy being a crackhead 
and was like, we can't do it. And Chase wanted to do it. And then over that time period, Michael and Willow fall for each other. Um, Chase immediately, he walks in on them having sex, essentially. He knows they like bang. And he still decides to throw his hat in the ring for, for Willow. And she... I'm not even going to blame her at this point, you know, because she's confused, you know. She didn't know it was fake, and, like, those feelings for Chase didn't necessarily go away, but she looked at him differently because the trust was gone, you know. That's the real thing in relationships. And so now that she knew that he didn't necessarily sleep with Sasha, the trust was still gone. Like, you still concocted a whole freaking plan. Like, I don't need to be home alone, my guy. Like, I don't need to be handled. And I kind of understood her position with that. Same with Michael. Like, I don't need to be, you know, managed. And so things are on the fence chase gets poisoned by raggedy ass peter which how are you gonna save peter from that huh how are we gonna save peter from that did he poison himself like chase did it to himself it doesn't matter he he was never poisoned it was all psychosomatic it was in his mind like what it's so ridiculous like how are we gonna save peter from poisoning chase moving on but chase gets poisoned and he and this is where i'm gonna put some blame on chase like he immediately starts manipulating willow and talking about how she's the love of his life and he can't get through this without her now he's freaking dying so like i'm not gonna hold him too much to his words because i don't think you can be held accountable for your words and your manipulations when you legit are dying and probably delirious but that's what's happening to her you know He's dying, and he's saying the only thing he wants is her, and so she goes with it. Michael doesn't really seem to want to go with it to begin with. He's kind of like, huh? Like, I guess. But, you know, it's friggin' Michael, and he has no spine, and so he says yes. And so as this goes along, and I think where most of the audience falls off is that, like, Chase is getting progressively sicker. At first, Finn is able to get stop gaps from peter but then he throws peter down the stairs and that's not an option anymore and he thinks that he's his father and he tries to make a cure and that makes him worse and so it seems like chase is about to die and the only thing he wants to do is marry willow in that moment i will give will like you're in a corner you're trapped you know and like yes you're marrying somebody because you think they're gonna die i I'm trying to put myself in that situation and I'm trying to be the person who would be mature like nah my guy I'm actually in love with your best friend but keep fighting you know like I probably would have been like yeah sure you know okay and so but then he doesn't die then he doesn't die and this is where Michael and Willow run out of chances with at least 90% of the audience with at least 90% of the audience and this is just a quick disclaimer as a Carson stan and a Carly and Sunny stan, like stan separately, like I like those characters together and I like them apart equally. Um, it's a really rough road to defend characters who are doing indefensible things. Um, I wouldn't do it. Like that's my thing. It's like it, when I give episodes, um, everyone can get it. 
because that's the only way that I don't sound ridiculous and I can just say what's happening on screen. Like, if Sonny's being raggedy, like, I hate AJ and I think that he got everything he deserved. But in 2013, when he was out here trying to live a better life, genuinely out here trying to live a better life, they were being real raggedy. And Sonny was just being mad about stuff from the 90s. And he let Ava manipulate him. And he ended up making mistakes. And it was wrong. And if Monica wants to hate him for that forever, you know, he was wrong for that. Uh, Carly keeping Nell a secret from Nina. She was wrong for that. Everything she did in the freaking 90s was wrong. That's... it's not defendable you know so you know Nell is not defendable like what Nina's doing right now ain't defend like defendable like that's my thing is that Milo there's nothing wrong with liking that couple and shipping that couple like ship who you want to ship but like they at that point when we knew that Chase wasn't dying that's when they took this lie too far that's when someone should have been like look um, super glad you're gonna live, but here's what's up, and just spelled it out for him if we were going with mature adult response, right? But no, we just drag it out in this really crazy way where you have Michael and Willow justifying their lies, and then they sleep together. And Chase catches them. And then in comes Austin. And now Austin is really the wild card here because, like, his whole idea of, like, punishing the Quartermains for Michael's bad behavior doesn't make sense. And that's why, like, when I was watching Monday's episode, I found myself on Brooklyn's side against chase now once chase and milo were in the same room i switched back to chase's side but when she was bringing up all these side people that he was hurting after they had invited him into their house to recover because they have the facilities to do that um we're gonna now shift to why this is so ridiculous like his motivations to hurt michael don't make any sense like you are hurting side people Milo's motivations to keep it from him don't make any sense and like let's compare it to the earlier storyline I told you about Lucky Elizabeth and Nicholas why were Lucky and Nicholas why were Elizabeth and Nicholas keeping this lie there's a few reasons one it's raggedy as fuck and they knew it. There was no secret about it. They weren't like, we're being such honorable people. They just always knew what they were doing was wrong. Lucky's his brother and Lucky's her fiance. It's garbage. It's garbage. You're planning a wedding and you're sleeping with the man's brother. And everybody who was doing it knew it was wrong. That's the difference. Unlike Michael and Willow, they thought because they weren't sleeping together that somehow they were being noble until they did sleep together see the problem there then you broke that and so that was one problem okay what else second reason lucky not like why i keep saying lucky liz and nick didn't want to tell lucky 
he was a recovering drug addict and they thought that such a betrayal because like i said they were aware that they were doing bad things such a betrayal would throw him off the the wagon and it did it did hard he was like running around trashed for freaking weeks and so that's another reason Okay, those are two good reasons to not want to tell anyone. And then three, that the town would judge them, which it did, which it did. Another great scene past the Spencer family just got good reads. This is Julie Marie Berman as Lulu. If you if you're not used to a different Lulu, um, uh, M. Raylan Denoise play her. She was played by Julie Marie Berman. And when Lulu finds out what Elizabeth did, because those are her brothers, she reads her in GH in front of everyone, in front of everyone, like just reads her, says like, you screw both my brothers. Ethan pops up behind her and like tries to stop her. And he was just like, ooh, she was like, ooh, look, you got another one. Like you better start, like you better run Ethan for she started crying on your shoulder. I was like, damn, Lulu go off. But like, that was the three things. So they knew it was wrong. They didn't want Lucky to fall off the wagon, and they were afraid of what everyone thought. And those were the three reasons that they were keeping it a secret. <coughs> Excuse me. But Chase and Milo, that situation was completely different. That you have like, oh, Chase is dying, then he's not. Then he's just paralyzed. Okay, who cares? He's going to walk again. He doesn't need Willow to walk again. Like, I'll never walk again unless Willow loves me. Like, what happens when she told him she didn't love him? He's not like he fell over. He was absolutely fine. And then, two, um, Michael and Willow never once thought that they were doing anything wrong. Ever. Like, they were like, oh, I can't, we can't be together. It's literally in the last couple of weeks. They were like, this is wrong. And it was because they slept together. They specifically banked their morality on the fact that they weren't sleeping together which is stupid okay and then third they didn't care what anyone thought about them because michael is so connected in this town that everybody would justify his raggedy behavior the quarter mains the corinthoses everyone they would be like well like chase would just have finn and like maybe the hospital staff to be like side-eyeing him valentine would be reading him in the in the quarter main mansion all the time but like most everybody else would be like michael did what he needed to do michael could do what he wants and so like that's why this whole situation is just real ridiculous so let's move to the third final part how could it have potentially been better okay in my opinion, if we weren't going super mature adult with this, then we should have went super soap ass messy where Michael, one of them, it has to be Michael will play it better because we know when Chad duels being like plays an asshole, he does it well. And so Michael shouldn't have given a shit about what he was doing. He should have been like, I'm doing what I need to do. He should have been like Sonny Corinthos in the freaking 90s, stealing people's wives and taking them to divorce island because he felt like it. I want your wife. So I took her to the Dominican Republic. We got a divorce. And now she's my girlfriend. Moving on. Like, just have him be messy. Have him telling people. Carly would have repped him till the day was long. She would have been like, I don't care about Chase. What's Chase going to do with his studio apartment? Honestly, no. We, you have two mansions. You have two mansions, sir. Like, obviously, she's choosing you. Duh. 
have Willow actually torn between them. That would have been the thing. To have her actually take Chase back, but then be drawn by Michael because he's out here with his two mansions and his CEO position. You know, just being suave and the son of a mobster and stuff like that. Turn Michael out or set him loose. Like, honestly, do something with Michael. You cannot have him be what Jason Quartermain would have been. It's dumb. Just let him be the son of Sonny Corinthos. If you had the boy get raised by Sonny Corinthos, then let him Sonny Corinthos. What are you doing? Why are you acting like he's Jason Quartermain in 1992? Like, it's just... Moving on. Moving on. Okay, how else could we have made this better? When Chase found out, have him actually not give a fuck and, like, you know, have the... If people knew, if the Quartermains knew that Michael and Willow were having this affair, then it would make sense that he didn't care about doing that to that family. That would make sense. If Monica was just allowing Michael to bang Willow in secret while Chase is in the other room, then I would understand Chase wanting to screw her over. But since everyone's in the dark and Michael doesn't even work for ELQ, he works for Aurora. He doesn't work for ELQ. So none of this makes sense. Austin just seems, it makes it seem like Chase is dumb. And Austin just came in here and bamboozled his ass, which is pretty much what Brooklyn said to him yesterday. Like, you just bamboozled that man because he's nice and he's hurt. And so that's my thing is that, like, if y'all were going to go this route, y'all should have really went this route and just known that if people stand a couple, they're going to stand them regardless of their raggedy behavior, regardless of their raggedy behavior. Okay, because, like, I was on Twitter a few days ago, you know, and, like, someone brought up, you know, 2015. And, like, Liz, most Liz stands I see are not out here, like, defending Elizabeth for keeping Jason from Sam. That's not what they want their character to be doing. Most of them say that that was a terrible rewrite for Elizabeth. And they didn't agree with the storyline. You know, like, if you don't like... You know, if if your character starts doing bad things, you don't like it, you know, attribute it to the writing. You don't have to be like, let me defend this raggedy behavior. And so, like, with Milo's fans, like, I don't think you should stop, you know, standing Milo. But, like, I think that they could have been so much better. Like, and you saw hints of it with Willow yesterday when she said, like, when she was saying, he asked, Chase asked her, like, why she felt the need to sleep with Michael on Wiley's birthday and she said I needed him and so I took him and then he looked at her sideways like why you say that to me and she was like you asked for honesty and I was like yes queen let him know let him know like you don't ask questions you don't want the answer to you know like this could have been an actual confrontation they you know based off of stuff that people actually did but I mean it was just so bland I think someone calls them vanilla it was bland vanilla you know wafers of stuff I see Austin got a black eye in the previews from yesterday so like I don't know how he got a black eye it didn't seem deep enough for anyone to throw hands but those are my thoughts I honestly think that had everyone just been allowed to be as messy as possible 
in this situation this would have been a better storyline and we could have had a better reaction and like if you're gonna take inspiration from older storyline if you're gonna look back and see ooh, lucky liz and nicholas that was messy that was soapy let me copy that then copy it verbatim copy it verbatim i don't care i'm not gonna be like oh nicholas and elizabeth and lucky did that in 2010 i don't care just make it was good that's why you should copy it but that's my thoughts that's my two thoughts thank you for listening um yeah i will probably be recapping the episode at the end of the week um i think it's a better format to be honest than just like random midweek recaps but as always if you want to follow me you can do so at port underscore misery on twitter and as always have a great day